Hi, welcome to Almost Cooperstown. I'm Mark. And this is Gordon. And we love talking about baseball. Runs are an interesting statistic because I think at one point they were, I mean, I remember when, God, when I was a kid, I would sit there reading the the, the, the stat breakdowns every morning. I'd go through and who the league leaders in every category and runs were always part of that. And now I, I don't think it's tracked to anywhere near the same degree of frequency. It's certainly not positioned like it used to be right i think i think what you're saying is is that like it's not viewed with the same level of importance i think that we thought prior i think at 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 lower levels maybe at high school because the guy who scores a lot of runs in high school is probably a good player he's on base more than the other guys because he's a good player he's gonna yeah he's probably fast because he's probably able to you know especially i I think it goes into what we were kind of because we were talking about this and in what runs are because it kind of came out of we play fantasy baseball and like it's really frustrating trying to pick players that are going to score lots of runs because the you would think, you know, who's leading the major leagues? You know, today is July 30th. You know, who's leading the major league baseball in runs right now? It's Aaron Judge. Right, right. I, we we picked we got we had the number one pick in the draft this year. And we took number Trey one. Turner. We took Trey. He's had a great season. He does all the things you want as a fantasy player, but he's like. Twelfth in scoring runs. I thought for sure he'd be number one. Right, we figured Dodger offense steals, hits home runs. I I think which is just kind of going into runs as an individual statistic feels very arbitrary because it's so determined by your team more than and where you bat in the lineup than anything else. Right, right. So so historically, um, this is an easy one because I asked you who had the most runs of all time. You immediately knew it was Ricky Henderson. Like So everybody knows Ricky Henderson. He had 2,295 runs scored in 25 years, which, by the way, I'm not good at math, but isn't 100 runs scored a year. And we used to think like 100 runs in a season was like a really good thing. It still is, I guess. If you score 100 runs, you're, you're obviously helping your team. So, you know, Ricky was the best base dealer of all time. He also had 270, 297 career home runs. So he scored himself 297 times. And that's what impresses you about Aaron Judge, right? It's not 41 home runs. is that he is leading his the team and the league in, in all of baseball in runs scored. Well, he hits for a good average. He's got good guys behind him uh, hitting so he can score. But it is a derivative stat. Right. And I think that's sort of the problem with it is that you can't really look at runs and be like, oh, OK, that guy has a lot of runs. He's good at scoring runs. <laughs> right. 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 Well, I guess, you know, some guys uh, and, and Met fans will will know this. Uh, almost bringing back Wilmer Flores uh, to the Mets. Uh, they're talking about it by the trading deadline. And, and by the time this episode drops, that'll be passed. It, it so could, I guess uh, there's yeah. a chance. It could be anyway, him. It could be Brandon Wilmer Flores, who is not known for his uh, uh, fleetness uh, afoot. Now, he, he's got my foot speed. And that's uh, that not guy a good got thing. Thrown out at home plate more than anybody I've ever seen. So a guy who is the anti-run scorer. Right, but you could argue, <laughs> is that his fault or is that his third base coach's fault? <laughs> well, I guess, no, I guess I just can't. No, I thought for sure he'd score. <laughs> I just didn't think anybody could be that slow. Yeah, exactly. So, so you know, we, we when you're trying to draft a fantasy team, this is what the point, you know, you're making, right, Gordon? You know, like, like okay, we want to make sure we got, because we, we, you have to score runs, which is, I don't, I don't like that stat at all. No, no, I, I think that's what we're kind of getting at here is that this, the idea, run, scoring runs is obviously the point of baseball it is how you win the game but i think it's a kind of statistic that we're starting to look into how do you actually track runs scored because tracking it on a team level makes sense i would also like to track i think what would make sense is tracking the percentage of runs a player scores in situations versus other players 
in that situation scoring runs because that'll also tell you that'll help tell you like, like the guy going from first to home on a double right you know what because that'll tell you like if like like because most guys will probably like second to home on a single most guys will pro- most major league guys are probably going to have like a in the 90s scoring percentage and and with two out the, pro- the percentage even goes up because right. they're running on the pitch but you're going to be able to look at that and see like okay you know what this guy if you just look at all, you know, two, you know, second base singles, this guy scores 94% of this time. This guy only scores 89% of that time. You know, there's a difference between those two players now, whether it's speed or base running ability. There's now something clearly trackable in, in that player's ability to score that you can measure. And hopefully the third base coach knows that, too. I um, imagine yeah. making that decision. So I, I think the point you're, you're making is also that, you know, the individual runs scored versus team runs scored, which, which you said. Right, so team run scored is very important. It's tracking how good your offense is. So, so run differential. This is something we, we we talk about now a lot more than we used to. Right, team overall run differential. Well, yeah, that, that was a stat that you know you would never see referred to at all. And so now it's a measure of who's a good team and the best team in run differential right now. The Yankees. Right. And that was actually something that Met fans were talking a lot about. Well, more patient Met fans this year is people are like looking at this Mets team. You know, they're, you know, maintaining a similar record to last year, though. I think at this point it's pretty it's separated a pretty big degree. Mm -hmm. The, The last year's Mets team had collapsed. But the whole thing about that last year's Mets team is like they were in first place that whole time with like a plus nine run differential the whole time. Right. They finished with a negative run differential for the season Did the Mets. Even with a record. winning record. Well, no, they, they ended up having a losing oh, record right. uh, because they fell apart late. But uh, this year they have a, a good positive run much, differential. Much, much higher. And so it's, okay, yeah, a team with a good positive run differential is going to be a winning team. Most of the time that is is true. Most of the time. The only times you're probably not going to see that is with a team that has a particularly potent offense and absolutely awful pitching and bullpen help. Because that team could win a bunch of games big and then they collapse and lose games late because of their bullpen. Right. That'd be about the only way I could see a team having a really good run differential, but not being a good team. The um, the all time record in modern baseball for runs per game were the 1931 Yankees, um, and they did not win the World Series, which I think is kind of interesting. The A's won that year, so they didn't even win the American League, um, and they they had 6.92 runs per game. That's a lot of runs. That's a lot of runs. And 1931 was a big, you know, this is around the time that the live ball is there. That was so that a lot was of murder, runs being that, scored. That was a Murderer's Row lineup. That team, was right? just after Murderer's Row, I think, was 1927 or 28. So, you know, and the Yankees, you know, traditionally have, you know, uh, good hitting teams in, in that ballpark or whatnot. So it's not surprising to see, you know, them at the top of that list. Uh, the all time record was a team called the St. Louis Maroons, by the way, um, which they played in the 1880s. The Maroon. The, yeah, 1884 St. Louis Maroons. It was the 39 Yankees, my mistake. And they did win oh, the World okay. Series. My mistake. The 39 Yankees won the World Series. Uh, and that is one of the more underrated teams, they say, of all time. No, Joe DiMaggio was on that team. So I don't know how, how underrated. Any, <laughs> any, I don't know how underrated any Yankee team can really be. So uh, other than discussing them amongst themselves, basically. But the Yankees also are number three all time. The Maroons being number one. They're the 27 Yankees, the Murderers Row team. So you can see these good teams have a propensity for being, you know, scoring lots of runs. Shocker. Um, so unless they're their pitching staff is abominable right you know phillies-esque defense and bullpen (laughs) that's why i was thinking the same thing uh you know chances are that if you you know score a lot of runs you're gonna have a good chance to win the game but not always right i i think it's much easier to win i think it's much easier to survive as a team that hits 
really well and doesn't pitch great than a team that pitches great but doesn't hit very well. Because you're going to lose a lot of games where your pitchers pitched well, but your team also didn't hit. Because you can't win without scoring. Whereas there'll be games where your pitchers didn't pitch particularly great, but it didn't matter. You just clubbed the other team to death. So um, we said Aaron Judge is the number one guy. So if you had to just think, right? I don't think you've looked. so, so, So who are the guys currently in Major League Baseball who would be near the top Without, I'm not looking for an order or anything. Like no, that. if I'm got with Judge, see, see. So now, if you're thinking you're going to guess, I'm going to guess like guys like Judge. He's number one. Freeman, obviously. Mookie Betts. Freeman, that's one, two, three. Yeah, one, or yeah, Mookie's number two. Julio number Rodriguez three. could be up there. Uh, Goldschmidt is up there. Goldschmidt. He's having an MVP type season. I think uh, you you want to say guys like Otani and Trout, but I don't think so because I don't think that o- no. offense is a guy. Jose Ramirez. Right. Um, he is in the top twenty, but not in the top ten. So yeah, um, and guys, you know, look whether Dansby Swanson is there. He's a guy. Alvarez. Yeah. The guy that really sticks out to me is Tommy Edmond of the Cardinals. Okay, and the reason is that Tommy. Edmund is doing nothing else, you know, with the bat that makes you think that, you know, well, here's a guy. So his on-base percentage is 322. Okay. I don't know how the guy can be in the top 10. I can can let you know that he's got a real big secret, right? It's not everybody in Major League Baseball knows this about Tommy Edmund, but he he hits in front of Paul Goldschmidt. So that's why he scores a lot of runs. Because Goldschmidt's got a lot of home runs. Yeah, Goldschmidt's been hitting the cover off the ball the entire year and driven in a billion people. So I guess he's just driving in Tommy Edmond all the time. But you normally wouldn't look at a guy who's hitting two fifty six right. with but, with a, a slugging percentage, you know, of, of uh, right, which just further reinforces how like wonky runs are as an individual that's stat what, because nobody would say, oh yeah, Tommy Edmond is you know a top you know, ex player in baseball. Cause he's really good at scoring. Right. Another guy hits it for the Goldschmidt and, and Cronenworth of San Diego, who's batting a snappy two thirty five. Now he does have a three thirty six on base average. He is in the top 10 in runs scored. Again, he's hitting in front of Manny Machado. Yeah. And he's hitting in a good Padre lineup, which up until recently, no, they've had a tough, some trouble, trouble scoring runs too. Yeah, well, it's, got, it's gotten worse recently, but that's a team, you know, they trade for Soto and get back to Tease different ball game. So, you know, the, the, we, we believe that team runs obviously make all the difference, and we can tell the Dodgers have a huge difference, and, and so they, they are still the best team in baseball. I oh, would say. yeah. I, I think even if it isn't by record, because I think, you know, they might be sliding a bit. And you think about, you know, their ability to outscore you from both having a great pitching staff and a tremendous hitting team, and that's kind of what it takes. Right now, I think if you're looking at the teams, and you would say this about all, of, like, really realistically, there's five top teams in baseball right now, I think. The Yankees... The Astros, the Dodgers, the Mets, and the Braves. I think those five teams, as today, are kind of like a cut above everybody and, else. And, and, and the Yankees are top at 203. Yeah. The Dodgers are second uh, with a plus 193. So they're right there. We say they're very good. Houston's got 115. The Mets are 88 in fourth. And Atlanta's fifth at 75. So there they are, the top five run differential teams oh, in baseball. Are also the, f- are the, probably the five best teams. Five right. clearly best teams. Now that tells you, one, the Yankees are just murdering people this season to have that kind of run differential. But... Run differential is good for is the kind of thing that will tell you how a team has performed overall for a season. It will not tell you how well they're going to perform in any, in given, a, game. any given game or over any given series because run differential is going to ebb and flow as the series goes. And unfortunately, you might have plus 200 for the entire season. But that four game playoff series, you go minus twelve and lose. I think I think you're right, and I, and I think I'm thinking that runs scored for the individual player have become like pitcher wins. 
they happen. Right. They like okay, it's it's a measurement, right? So if a pitcher goes out in this year and he wins 21 games, well, that's unusual because that doesn't happen very much anymore. But that's about all you'd say. You wouldn't say, well, he deserved the Cy Young because he got 21 wins. Right. And nobody no, that, else had more than nobody, 16. Yeah, nobody else had more than 16. That that we blew that argument out of the water years ago. That's gone. So now, so, so now that the, the same thing with the lead. Now, if Aaron Judge leaves the league in home runs, runs batted in, runs scored, and bats 320. That sounds like an MVP to me. That sounds, yeah, yeah. You know, this might be one of the toughest years ever for the AL MVP vote because you're going to have to pick between Judge, Jordan Alvarez, and Otani. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I. So you're going to have to pick between Judge, who might lead the American League in like every conceivable statistic, a guy in Alvarez who's going to hit 40 home runs with like an 1100 OPS. And then you've got. Shohei Otani, who might be the best pitcher in the American League while also being an above average hitter. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I guess I, I was on this uh, last year. Like, I'm not sure that Otani, if you gave it to him last year, he's going to get it every year. It's going to be right because like, if no one can do that, then isn't he the best player? It just it, there's just no. But it's like 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 did you see he loaded the bases in the first inning the other night just to strike out the side just to get out of it? Like, oh, this is too easy. Trying to add to the strikeout Look, total. He's been he struck out ten or more in like six straight starts. He's just been unhittable, which which is still still to me not enough because the team isn't great. Um, well, okay, and and, but, and I think that is important. But at the same time, it speaks to how good he is because there was a period where the Angels did not win a non Otani start from like May until mid July. Is that true? I yes. did not read that. I did not he that. they literally wow. only won games he started in for like a month and a half, two month period. So, but but give it to the guy who scored the most runs in baseball and and and, and the guy who I think is the MVP clearly right now, right. Aaron Judge. Um, and that's saying something because you're right because if Otani was extraordinary last year, in some ways he's even more extraordinary this year because he's kind of like up the pitching side of it. His last year the hitting was amazing. With the forty-six home yeah, runs this and, year, the pitching's been even better. Right, right. So, and, and it's like, like, well, if he won last year, like he should win. <laughs> and, and it's it's like the same thing with uh with with uh, Guerrero Junior last year, not winning it right, with, right. with uh, Alvarez because Jordan Alvarez is having an MVP season that, and he's just not getting the credit. for Yeah, it. he's he's just he's third. Yeah, it's just like I'm sorry, you're playing at the same time. Judge and Otani are playing. Apologies. So, so the 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 moral of the story here is that you know, look at runs scored uh, the way you do. Pitcher wins and even saves. Now, I would say it's another thing. Right? It's a function the same of thing. the team. Right. Look right. At, at your team. It, it, it is something to look at. And if you really want to get into it, I think these statistics out there do exist that rank guys' ability to score runs versus the rest of their field. And that's going to tell you who the best base runners and the fastest guys in the major are because those are the guys scoring on first from a double. And, those are the guys that are scoring on second on the shallow singles. And and I, I look, I, I'm an older baseball fan and I know. A lot of older baseball fans are are having difficulty with the transition to just everything being about these advanced stats. You know, I, I don't know what Ops Plus is. I don't know what you know. Uh, what, what's another one that FIP is? You know, that's what I hear all the time. You know, what's FIP? <laughs> Diaz lowered his FIP from 0.97 to 0.6. Well, if nobody ever hits the ball, and that's going to keep happening. <laughs> it's like it's just like I'm genuinely surprised when guys put the ball in play against him. So, so I, I think you know, but I, I think it's just evolution for, of of baseball itself and. And it just has to because it's a better way to really evaluate how good these guys are. And just saying, well, that guy scores a lot of runs. I want him on my team, which is the way they did it for a long time.
long time. If he scored a lot of runs for the you know the White Sox, we're going to go get him because he'll score a lot of runs for us. Who was the leadoff header for the big red machine? Uh, Was it Rose or was it? uh, Morgan, I think, batted second. Yeah, I know Uh, it wasn't Morgan, which is why I'm asking this. Yeah, I I think Rose let off uh, quite a bit there. Uh, So that's unfortunate because Rose is like a great, great player. But I could imagine, like, think about teams that have had Murderer Rose in their middle of their lineup and you couldn't name whoever their leadoff guy is. That guy probably scored a ton of runs, but nobody would ever mistake him for being a great great because of that he was one of the most famous players on that team right Right. if you go to the 27 yankees who was the leadoff hitter in the 27 yankees i don't know i don't know either (laughs) right so uh and 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 the mets have a you know a a team that's got a positive run to vitriol and their and their leadoff hitter brandon nimmo is a is a good baseball player but i bet you most of baseball is not too familiar and if you and if you you ask me what the most valuable part of brandon nimmo is run scoring ability would not be why i would list him as valuable no driving pitches crazy by yes. looking at a lot of pictures would be his number one and that and there's now how do you how do you quantify that stat when you go into the negotiation I think room you have to look at like what the average number of pitchers thrown right. to batters right. are right. and then what the average number of pitchers thrown to brendan like that any in one player pitchers is. who left the game at this stage of the game when nimmo led off versus when he didn't lead off right oh they left earlier well that's because the guy keeps having seven eight yeah, nine mean, pitch watch, at bats it's like you watch nimmo and Marte go up and it's just like oh wow the pitcher's already at like 15 pitches and he's got one out and a guy on first so, um, you know, I, I, I still think the number one dumbest stat, and we did a podcast on this of all time, um, is the game-winning RBI, which they got rid of. Right, yeah, yeah, that's a very dumb which, statistic. Because it was a stupid stat, okay? I'm starting to think that runs scored, like in fantasy leagues in particular, going, I, I, come on, we got to be able to do I better think, than that. I, I think what I would rather see is replace runs scored with a team offense category. Go on. So, the, you know how, like, in football – they have mm-hmm. in fantasy football. They do all of their mm-hmm. scoring for defense based on team defense. You don't pick mm-hmm. uh, a defense. You don't pick a defensive players. So you should just add a team team offensive category. Your track, your total team. Yeah, to track like a your total run scored by total, like a well, couple they, I things. Think that, I think they that is doing like a few it. things. Okay, because they basically you total all of the guys who scored runs right. last you night, just, and that's your you run. Eliminate, to- you eliminate individual runs right, from being tracked, right, and right. now everybody picks a team offensive, and that offense will be judged altogether on, on its entirety. On its entirety, okay. based on a few different team offensive statistics. Right, right. To me, you know, the- total runs scored, total bases, maybe team average. And- yeah, and and I look, look, who knows? Ops, ops and ops plus these. It's really not that complicated if you think about it. Some of these, they just sound. There's lots of acronyms, and it gets annoying after a while right <laughs> to, to, you but know. it would be more so to take in all the statistics that like we don't want to measure on an individual right, right, basis right. because point. they're not good on like you would like you could even throw in like wins because it doesn't only have to be offensive categories you could throw in like you i don't think you would want to do wins because that's just picking a good team then right but you could pick starting pitcher wins or something because that would you would then you would be able to get value from the stuff that wouldn't be as valuable. I don't know, yeah. but I think it's an interesting idea. Going going to just a a, a different kind of stat than a, than yeah. a, a stat for, like for runs, the stuff which that is isn't great for tracking. Really, on an not individual. so much about your control, right? Thanks for listening. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform, and you can follow us on Twitter at Almost Hoops.